Welcome to Advent Sermons and Conversations podcast. In this episode, we have a very special sermon. The sermon was given on Sunday, July 21st, 2019. And what makes it so special is that it was Pastor Gary Mills' last sermon here at Advent as our pastor before he retires this coming Sunday, July 28th. Although I have a hunch it won't be his last sermon altogether, as, uh, as being a retired pastor usually goes. Words can't really express how grateful we are for Pastor Gary's ministry here and how great a difference Pastor Gary's ministry has made here. But in this sermon, Pastor Gary reflects on his ministry here and still gives us plenty to think about as we move forward in our lives and as a church. So wherever you are listening to this, enjoy, listen, and meditate on Pastor Gary's words on his last sermon here at Advent as our pastor. Dear friends in Christ, seven years ago, we embarked upon a grand journey not knowing where we would end up, but trusting that God's Holy Spirit was leading us in this new venture. You as a congregation stepped out in faith, wishing to welcome into our Advent community our Spanish-speaking neighbors. I stepped out in faith, leaving a full-time call to come here on a part-time contractual basis. And we stepped out together in faith, wishing to be one congregation in Christ, worshiping and serving God's people in two languages. As I prepare to retire next week from active ministry serving the Church of Christ for these past 35 years, And though we will be together one more Sunday, today is the last time that I will preach in English from this pulpit. And I find that of all of the sermons that I have prepared to be preached here at Advent, this one has been perhaps the most difficult to write. How does a pastor go about summarizing his thoughts as he leaves the congregation that he has served and people whom he has come to know and to love dearly? And how does one truly thank people who have become much more than friends and family, truly have become brothers and sisters in this faith journey? eating together at this table, worshiping and singing and praying together in this sanctuary, going forth into the world together with a message of hope and promise and justice for all because we have been baptized at this or at some other font. font. A pastor's last sermon in a congregation is both emotional, and a tough assignment 
especially when you want to make sure that the sermon is not about yourself, but rather points all of us to Christ and his word one last time before you leave. I think that our gospel text today helps us to do just that, point us to Christ. Our story starts out like this. As Jesus and his disciples went on their way, Jesus entered into a certain village. Now that raises at least two questions for me. First, Jesus and his disciples were on their way, but on their way to where? We find the answer to that question back in chapter 9 of Luke, where he says that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, on his way to the cross, on his way to die. Second, what is this certain village that Jesus has answered, has entered? Luke doesn't answer that, but if we look at the same text in the Gospel of John, John says that the name of the village was Bethany, and that Bethany is just a few miles from Jerusalem. John also tells us that Mary and Martha had a brother who was named Lazarus, and that shortly before Jesus' death, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Now, Jesus was a good friend of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Jesus was popular, and many people would have been proud to have him not only as their friend, as three, these three did, but to have him as a guest in their house. And John tells us that Jesus loved all three of these people. So Martha welcomes Jesus into her house, and then she heads into the kitchen to fix dinner. Mary, Martha's sister, did not. She did not go into the kitchen to help, but rather she sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to his words. Now that may seem okay on the surface. After all, you can't really abandon your guest and run off to the kitchen especially if somebody else is already out there working. So it was okay, except it wasn't okay with Martha. Luke says that Martha was distracted with much serving. I'm sure that many of you know what that is like. You have experienced things like being in over your head, distracted by many things as you have guests or other things in life. You have wanted to help and didn't know how or where to turn. And I've been in those same situations as well. I'm a lot like Martha, as most of you know. I like to work, and I like to be busy, and I like to get things accomplished. I, like Martha, dislike Mary, and know how she must have felt. And maybe you do too. So Martha, a bit angry at being abandoned in the kitchen, came to Jesus and said, Lord, don't miss that little word, dear friends. Don't miss that little word, Lord. It's the first word out of Martha's mouth. She acknowledges Jesus as Lord. But then, just as quickly as she has acknowledged Jesus as Lord, she rebukes Jesus 
First, she asks if Jesus doesn't care that Mary isn't in the kitchen helping her. And then she actually gives an order to Jesus. Jesus, tell my lazy sister to get into the kitchen and help me. Well, those aren't exactly the words that Luke puts into her mouth, but that's exactly what she intended. Now, that kind of outburst has a tendency to make everyone involved angry. If you are Mary, you wonder why Martha didn't simply come to you and ask you, Mary, can't you come into the kitchen, please, and and help me a little bit? And if you are the guest, like Jesus, it must be embarrassing to have your hostess blow up like that in front of you. I'm sympathetic to Martha. I sometimes get angry when, I'm feeling, when I feel that I'm doing all the work and no one else is helping. I have a few angry words at times in life. I feel very much like Martha did at times. But having been there and done that, I also know that Martha could probably have done things a bit differently. And so could I, and so could we. Now, I've preached on this text, at least from what I can count, at least 17 times over my ministry. And I have honestly always struggled with it because I am more like Martha than Mary. I want us to appreciate Martha and those of us who are like her in this life. But you know, as we get older, lights suddenly come on and we realize how foolish we've been through life at times. And that happened this week. It suddenly occurred to me how Mary's focus on her relationship with Jesus is really the point of this text and how Mary was right about that and how Martha's actions and words were nothing short of disruptive. Jesus says as much, doesn't he? Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. As I say these words and listen to them carefully, I feel a bit sorry for Martha. I want Jesus to commend her for her work. I want him to say, Mary, let's both go into the kitchen and help Martha. Let's both give her a hand. But instead he says, don't be anxious and troubled about so many things. Only one thing is truly needed. Mary has chosen the better part. What the heck is all this stuff about? Is there anything in this little story for us here at Advent on this day in 2012? Uh, Yes, I do think that there is. We are such a busy people. We live in a very busy world and in the most busy city in the world. We go 24-7, and if we could make that 48-7, we would. 
and it's easy to miss the important things. The story of Martha and Mary tells us that there is value in sitting, in listening, in learning, and in loving. Like Martha, we often think that the important thing is doing, but Jesus tells us to sit, to listen, to learn, to love, whether at home or at work or at school or here at church. Take a moment to look around and find the blessings that are daily bestowed upon you individually, upon your family and friends, and upon our congregation. Take a moment to thank God for giving you another day. Sit at Jesus' feet for just a moment. Be quiet, listen, and treasure the moment. We live in a Martha world, but take time to be merry. Jesus says that that's the one thing that is needed, as difficult as it may be for us to do. He says that that's the better part that will never be taken from us. And if we focus and learn that, then we will be able to do what is truly important in our lives and in the mission to which God calls us. Today is an emotional day, at least for me. It is a transitional day. It marks the end, if you will, of one era and the beginning of another. For me, today marks the end of my time as your pastor. For you, today marks the end of one pastor's time with you and the beginning of a process that will call your next pastor to work with Pastor Miller and all of you. It marks a leave-taking, but not a separation, for we are always united together at the feet of Jesus and through his promises and his word. As Lutherans, we look to our baptism and its vivid reminder to all of us that the work of testifying to the gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't end today, but it is an ongoing task for me as a pastor moving on and for you as a congregation moving forward from this day. Sit at the feet of Jesus, my dear friends. Listen, learn, and find hope and love there. Then with the saints who have gone before us, with the saints who dwell among us today, 
and with the saints yet to come, proclaim God's word, Jesus Christ. And I promise to continue doing the same. This isn't your church. This isn't my church. This is Christ's church. He is the head of it, and we are merely the caretakers of it for a brief time that we have in this world. This is where he wants to give you the gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation through his unchanging word and sacraments. Give them to you in the midst of a world that is constantly changing, constantly busy, seemingly out of control. Don't ever take your focus off of Jesus, walking with each other as brothers and sisters, united in love, acting with justice, serving one another, always walking humbly with God. I thank you. for the honor and privilege that has been mine to walk with you as your pastor. I love each of you deeply, and I love our dear congregation of Advent. I shall pray for each of you and for this ministry for the rest of my life, and I know that with all certainty, that for those of us who believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior, we will always be united in him, and we will see each other again one day, maybe not in this world, but in the splendors of paradise, where we will sit at the feet of Jesus and see with our own eyes the promises fulfilled, the better part, that cannot be taken from us. May God bless each of you, and may God bless our beloved Advent. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at adventnyc.org. Our services are 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in English and 12.30 p.m. in Spanish at 93rd and Broadway.